You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. Welcome into just another sports podcast here on the sports here on the sports objective podcasting network. As we sit here on a Wednesday night, watching some a little pirate hoops as uh, the Pirates are struggling with South Carolina upset as we uh, are live. Hopefully that changes as the game goes. But uh, anyway, joining me as always this week, my co-host, the one and only head coach of Northeast Academy from beautiful Lasker, North Carolina. He uh, he summers in Richmond, ladies and gentlemen. It's Stevie Fly. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing, man. I'm doing. It's a Wednesday night. Uh, Thanksgiving's next week. Yeah. No surgery tomorrow. I'll put that off for the time being. So, uh, it, it, otherwise, I'd, I probably wouldn't be doing the show tonight. I'd be so nervous. But um. Oh yeah. You hear that echo? Yeah, I am. I am. Um, yeah, that's uh, Greg. You got and, and welcome. First, first, first we'll, before we address the echo, we will yeah. welcome in from. Uh, from East Carolina football past, most notably from the Peach Bowl season. He played here the 91 and 92 season. Mr. Greg Grandison. Greg, welcome in. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. We got an echo, Greg. I think at your speakers. Have you got your speakers up loud? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Yeah. Huh? Well, we didn't want to lose all of you. There we go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see if that echo goes away. Is that better hey, right Greg, there? We're still hearing it. We'll, we'll deal with it and, and just yeah, go from there. Um, Greg, uh, so we're going to, um, start from the beginning. Um, that's a good place to start. I'm not gonna start at the very beginning. I'm not gonna ask when you were born and all that, but just, uh, <laughs> talk, talk about how you got to East Carolina from, from the junior college ranks by way of Florida, et cetera. How, how, how did you become a pirate? Uh, started off at, uh, University of Florida, 88, uh, on the Galen Hall, uh, got reassured in my uh, freshman year there and, um, proceeded to get on the field my second year. And long story short, you know, kind of had a, a, a rough freshman year, of course, coming in and um, got into a little altercation off the field that led to my dismissal. Uh, that's when the University of Florida made the transition from um, Gillen Hall to um, Steve Spurrier. Um, had the opportunity to go through summer practice. No, that was Coach Spurrier. Uh, never really actually played, you know, in, in season with them in a sense. Um, but that summer, I got into an altercation, of course, which, which led to my dismissal, and I had to go to JUCO for a semester because of how the timing was when when my dis, when my dismissal happened. So um, went to Purvis Community College in, in Mississippi, one of the toughest time of, of, of my life. Purvis, you know, Did and you, say you um, went to Purvis. Pearl River, Pearl River Community College, Mississippi. Oh, Pearl River. Okay, well, I, I know I'm familiar with Purvis Community College. I'm sorry, I thought you said yeah, Purvis, Pearl but River. I'm also familiar with Pearl River. There's right. a lot of good. There's a lot of good community colleges with good with good uh, football programs in Mississippi. But oh, go yeah. ahead. Very good, very good. And um, proceeded to um, go to Pearl River Community College. Had a had an awesome awesome time there in in, in that little four four month five month stay or whatever. Um, led the league or conference in interceptions. Um, was totally committed to Ole Miss, believe it or not. I took a trip to Mississippi State. I uh, had an opportunity to go out to Oklahoma State, but I declined it because I knew I wouldn't go in that, that far from my family. And um, as I was about to, probably about a month, yeah, about, about a month in, in getting ready to sign with Ole Miss, uh, Bill Lewis show up, um, coach, um, wide receiver coach at the time. I can't think of his name right now. Good guy, he probably killed me. And uh, he, he he showed up and we talked and he co he coerced me into um, taking a trip to East Carolina and say, I say, uh, say, if I take the trip to East Carolina, I guarantee you, you you'll be a pirate. And, and sure enough, I took the trip and had a blast, you know, my recruiting trip and met my, um, one of my best friends, Anthony Davis there on the on recruiting trip and, I never forget sitting in the uh, Hilton Hotel 
uh, we both were saying like, hey, man, if you come, I'm coming. Uh, and we shook on it. And, and well, you know what, man, I was a pirate, you know, one of the best decisions I ever made. So well, what were your first impressions of Greenville? Um, I, I was kind of taken aback coming from the University of Florida because of, of um, how large Florida was and, right. and how um, it's like a it's like a little small little small in a sense when I when I came, but I can recall um, taking you know walking throughout the campus, uh, me you know Tony and I looking around you know at everything, and. I was like, eh, it, it, it doesn't matter where you play it. And it just so happened, uh, one of my friends from high school that I played against, Errol McCorby, had just left East Carolina and he transferred to Florida State. And Errol and I talked and he like, missed a great place, you know. And I, I met Robert Jones, of course, and, and he was the guy that I, I kind of followed in a sense because he had the high profile name and met met jeff blake on on the on the um recruiting trip too as well and and kind of like you know i'm cool i mean it's 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 definitely a place man that that i can um perform and 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 and, and hopefully turn some things around because when i first got on campus they, they were they gave me a list of teams they hadn't beat you know south carolina being one of them and virginia tech so <laughs> being the other so but yeah Great, great small town. Great small town. Great community. Uh, fun people, man. Fun people. Had a great, great two years there. So you, uh, you come in at the right time. Um, obviously, uh, going into that '91 season. Um, I, talk about, you know, did, were you here for spring ball, or did you not get here until fall camp? I didn't get there to fall camp. Um, initially, when I when I when I signed. I was supposed to be there that 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 spring, but uh, my mom was going through some stuff in Florida, so I didn't show up until August. So you get I'm here sorry, in August. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did go to spring ball. Excuse me. I didn't. I didn't go to summer camp. Excuse me. Okay. You so know. So yeah, I came spring. in. I came in in January. Okay, came in in January. You part of spring ball, right? And then, and then, and then you, you couldn't take part in summer workouts, and then you come back and for fall camp. So. You know, you, you, walking in here from junior college, you were at Florida for a year. Did did, did you realize how good this team could be uh, prior to the season starting in fall camp, et cetera? Did I mean, I, did did you know this team had the that, that team had the potential to be eleven and one? Man, this may sound crazy to y'all, man, but I never forget when uh, when I first showed up uh, in August. And um, Coach Connors made us run, and man, we was we was all throwing up everywhere on the field. Man, I never forget that day. And um, we go into the locker room, and we kind of like looked looked around at each other and was like, "Man, we got to make this stuff pay off." Man, I can recall, man, like because it 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 was tough. It was tough. I mean, Coach Connors was was crazy, man. But Bill Lewis' biggest thing was, you know, we're gonna win in the fourth quarter. We're going to find a way to win in the fourth quarter. And that became our motto. Um, initially, man, when, when practice actually started, like you start getting to the rhythm of practice and you start looking around at how at how efficient Jeff Blake was, throwing the ball, running the option. Um, Hunter Gallimore, man, I mean, one, one of the sneakiest receivers I've ever, I've ever seen, man. I mean, just so deceptive. Um, uh, Deion Johnson was a blazer, you know, one step and he's gone. Um, Clayton Driver, Mr. Hands, I call it, because he had the best hands in college football, you ask me. Um, offensively, man, they they were loaded, man. They were loaded. Uh, on our side of the ball, man, it was just a matter of us just, um, like Bill Lewis say, man, you know, he don't mind us bending, but we, ain't, but we will not break, you know. We got to make him hike the ball over and over again. You know, we had – People up front, the Greg Gardells, um, Robert Jones, of course, at linebacker, um, Jerry Dillon at DN. You had Chris Hall, man, the leader of the secondary. Um, uh, Fields, I can't think of his first name. Fields, uh, he was he was a strong safety at that time. I mean, we had we had we we had pieces, but we had to play hard though. We had to play hard. We had to understand the game. We had to, we had to do film study. We had to know 
there was no guessing. You had to know. So, but looking at it, I, I didn't expect us to go eleven and one. I'll be honest with you, because that's your question. I figured, man, eight and three, nine and two, maybe. You know. So, so that first game, and a lot of people talk about that first game a lot. Is you know, there, I know there's no such thing as I guess as a good loss, but you guys losing to Illinois. And the way it happened, because you, you come back and then you get that controversial penalty that kind of kept you. I say to this day, if that penalty doesn't happen, ECU wins that game. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, coming off of that, you know, playing at Illinois and, and having them on the ropes like that, did that kind of tell you guys, you know, okay, we just we, – we should have beat them. We can play with anybody now. We know oh, yeah. That, that that definitely instilled confidence, that's for sure. Um, and looking, looking, you know, we, we when we talk about it, you know, when, when, when it happened at that time, of course, you look back and you go over film study, like, oh my god, man, we we left so many plays on the field. I should have intercepted this ball, I should have been in that hole. And and that's when you that's when you start saying, hey, you know, if we just stick to our assignments and play tough, man, you know. We, we can play with anybody. Yeah. And, and again, Bill Lewis was a great psychologist because uh, he, he, he always had something for you, man, every game, you know. So it was never too big for him. He always, you know, I, I, I'll handle the media. You guys just go out and just play. I right. got this. You know? So after the Illinois game, you guys come home and you play Memphis, who had just upset UCLA, if I remember right, right. And, and and you win that one. Um, you guys get on a roll. When did um, when did it? When did you start to realize how special the team was? I've heard I heard a lot of guys say the Syracuse game, but to yeah. me, the South Carolina game the week before was a big point in the season. To me, the South Carolina game was 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 was, was funny to me because. I mean, the guys talked about it, about how they how they never beat South Carolina. And me coming from the SEC, playing with playing in Florida, you know, I was like, are y'all kidding me? Just watching the film stuff, like, man, these these this ain't Auburn we're playing against. This is this isn't Georgia, you know? And um that calmness I, I felt like helped help the team in a sense, because they they were like, Man, you crazy. No, man, I'm gonna show you. You know, and um I mean, they had a, they had a, they had a decent team, but nothing like nothing like we were capable of. I mean, you know, that 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 South Carolina game just just constantly, you know, showed us that that. Stevie, can you hear Greg? I can't hear. Okay. There you go. There you go. I'm sorry. I saw the Syracuse game. It's a game that 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 had a scared scared in a sense because we went in the halftime man we was like man you know what what's going on out there because you know we, we we left a lot of left a lot of touchdowns or field goals or whatever you had on the field we we, we, we botched a lot of plays you know defensively and bill lewis went in the locker room say and, and i never forget this man he said man just play tough keep doing what you're doing because we're going to win the game Make them drive length of the field every time. We are not giving up big plays. Don't give up big plays. You know, I think we had just given up one just before half, uh, long touchdown pass, you know. And um, we went out the second half and, and to fruition, man, we just made them drive length of the field, hike the ball over and over. We got a play here, a stop there, a fumble, whatever, an interception. I mean, they didn't score the second half at all, so – I think the Syracuse game is a game that that really punctuated that that entire season and so forth. And Talk then, about arriving back home and to uh, I don't know did you, I don't know if you got flew back into Greenville or Kinston at that time. I think Kinston. Yeah, Kinston. Uh, yeah, yeah, flew into Kinston. Talk, talk about the crowd when you got back from that Syracuse game. How oh, many man. people were at the airport? That, that was that was that was phenomenal, man. That was that was. Um, I'm getting chill bumps now, man. I mean, that was phenomenal. I mean. To see the fans show up in, in Kinston, uh, greet us, you know, coming out of coming out of the, the um, out of the airport, man. It was total chaotic, man. Total a blast. I mean, you know, 
great. Were you guys expecting that at all? Zero, zero, no, zero expectation. Man. <laughs> did, did, did not see that coming. Did not what see it coming. Was, yeah, what like what time was not, was it like late late at night when you guys landed? If I recall, it was probably around eleven thirty, maybe twelve, twelve thirty. Oh wow! There. So it it was it was it was kind of late. I, I would say I would say around about eleven though. I I, I can beat you. I, I can beat that one. Um, and um, in my younger days, uh, when I'm, I was in my twenties in two thousand six. Why, right when we're starting to rebuild the program from, you know, the John Thompson era over to the Skip right. era, we had just beaten Southern Miss on the road in overtime, and I went and met the team at the airport at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, uh, some of us are that sick, um, but I, I would have been there, Greg, had, had I had I had I been <laughs> locked in in '91 at 11 years old, I would have been there. I would have made my mom and daddy take me. Trust me, man. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah, but then you guys follow that momentum up into probably uh, one of the iconic football, regular season football games at ECU, the Pitt game. Uh, I, I will tell you this. I've never, never heard it as loud as it was. And I, I, you being on the field, how was it when, when Jeff Blake scores that two-point conversion? How loud did it get? Because I've heard – I've talked to some of your teammates. They said it, it felt like the ground shook when. Man, it felt like a like I said, an earthquake, man. Because <laughs> and, and and again, Bill Lewis, like I said, man, he always had the right thing. He always knew the right words to say, the, the mind game to play. I, I never forget, man. Man, we're gonna win the game. Make 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 no doubt. Make don't even question. Don't have no doubt. We're gonna win the game, and and Jeff. Jeff did the miracle, man. You know, I wouldn't call it a miracle, but he, he, he you know, he, he did his thing. Jeff Blake did his thing, man. A lot of people, a lot of people forget after that two point conversion. That wasn't a lot of people think that was the last play of the game right. if you weren't there, and it was not. You guys had to go out and make yeah. a stop, and oh. uh, basically time just ran out on Pitt. Well, man, that that was the easy part there because uh, Fred Walker and I, I mean, we knew they had to, we knew they had to pass down the middle of the field. Uh, you know, based on the defense that we called and so forth. So um, there, there was no getting any out routes or stuff like that. So they had to actually – we forced them to throw the ball in the middle of the field. You know, and Fred and I, you know, being sure tacklers, I mean, that we, we weren't we weren't going to allow them to do that. So, Yep, we've got a comment. Uh, William Landon said, uh, great memories of Grandison's playing days at East Carolina, a key part of that 91 defense. Definitely, definitely a part of But uh, I know, and I don't know if you were privy to this in practice, but some of the some of the offensive players that, that I've interviewed over the years have told me that Bill Lewis worked all week on that two-point conversion play, saying that it was going to come down to that two-point conversion. It, you know, it was going to come down to that play at the end. We were, they, y'all were going to need that play at the end. Did you ever see anything like that in practice? Um, on that, on that, I can say as far as um, being a defensive player is, is that he always told us that you know uh, it's gonna always come down to to like like the last play of the game, whether it be defensively or offensively. Uh, as far as um, what, what, what at that time, I think Steve Logan was the offense coordinator, right? And um, I think Coach Logan, I mean, his play calling was phenomenal, man. His play calling was phenomenal. Um, but I'm I'm just happy that that whatever they worked on during practice that week. Paid off in the end because, um, I mean, they again that was that was that was definitely a, a, a miracle that Jeff pulled out, man. Because definitely, and and I, I keep saying miracle, but we kind of knew he was gonna win because Bill Lewis constantly <laughs> would say it like, man, man, we're gonna win the game. Make 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 no doubt about it. We're gonna win it. We're gonna win the game. And you know that pretty between that and the Syracuse game, that pretty much starts to we believe. Correct. Uh, correct. Campaign that year. That, correct. That, that was the slogan all year long. We believe, no matter what, we believe. You guys, you know, go on and keep that hot streak going with a win over Tulane. Now, talk a little bit about because this was like the big rivalry for ECU back in the day. Talk a little bit about playing Southern Miss because that seemed to be the big rivalry for ECU back in the day. And I mean, this game was a blowout. You guys put 48 on the board against them, but what was there? Did you feel that rivalry with Southern Miss? Zero. I, 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 me, me, 
me having played um, JUCO right. in, in Mississippi and had the um, uh, opportunity to go and see Southern Miss play, it, it was it was different for me because I was it was like a they were they 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 weren't as talented as the other, as the previous team that we played. So right. we kind of knew we kind of knew that if we just um, showed up. I hate, I hate to say it like that, but if we just showed up and, and, and just gave them our A game, that they would quit within the first half, and they did. I mean, that Barb really kid quit. was they pretty really good. They quit the first half. That Barb kid was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, who was the quarterback at Southern Miss then? Some kid named Barb. I don't, I don't know whatever happened to him. No, Brett was gone. Brett was gone. He, he was gone, man. He definitely was. He definitely was. was, was, gone. Gone. I, thought Brett, I, thought I thought Brett, Brett was there in 91. No, no, no. I think Brett was up in 88, 89. This guy's name was Tommy Waters. Okay. All right. Forgive me. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive Brett me. Was, okay. Yeah. I, I do remember where, that. Where, where, where are you go back and edit that out of the podcast like it never <laughs> even happened? I do remember, though, listening on the radio and hearing Jeff Charles the first time I heard it that when Paul was there talking about Brett Ford. So they were talking about the wreck coming back from the wreck. And that he had come out of, and then I said, "What the heck is a fog?" And, <laughs> you know, and then you know, the rest is history. Though I guess it, it worked out pretty good for him. I guess. Yeah, but, uh, and yeah, I I, re- I really think the uh, the rivalry between East Carolina and Southern Miss really took off in the Conference USA days, and this right. was obviously prior to that. But I in those days, Stevie, I I would say our biggest rivalry was Virginia Tech, and That's the and, next game. Yeah, and. and Obviously, um, that was a big one, Greg, where Virginia Tech was still trying to get bowl eligible. Um, you know, a lot of people, I remember, I think that was one Corso, looking back at things, Corso picked Virginia Tech to upset East Carolina that day. And, uh, you know, yeah, you, you kind of had the, the, the play that was the turning point in that game with, uh, was it a 93-yard pick, pick six? or What was the play? You, you, you tell me. Well, uh, I, I'll say going into the Tech game, everything that could have went wrong went wrong, man. You know, um, we had no idea. Like the first, the first half, we were like totally like, like, man, what are we doing out here? You know, I mean, luckily they they were make, they were making you know mistakes as well. You know, because if they really wanted to, man, they they could have just pounded us. Cause we came out flat. And I'll say, you know, going to halftime, that that was the first time that we we were all looking at each other like, hey man, what 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 we doing here? Like, what's going on, man? Because, but um, once again, you know, Bill Lewis playing mind games with us, you know, <laughs> every mistake we done, you know, we 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 made, we got we got all the mistakes out the way the first half. Let's go in the second half, let, let and let, let's show them what pirate football is all about. And I can recall, you know, trying to be overly aggressive, me being. You know, a hard hit. I, I slammed the damn dude out of bounds. Excuse me, didn't mean to curse, but I slammed the dude out of bounds and got a 15 yard penalty. And um, I never forget, man, Coach Cassidy. Hey, you gonna you gonna you gonna make that up? I, I know, right? And I'm like, man, I I'm, I'm trying to do something, man, just to get me going, let alone the defense going, because they were they were killing us at the point of attack, man, just running the ball. And somehow, some way, man, they they decide they want to pass the ball, and and just so happened. You know, they, they tried to do a crossing route to the tight end on, on, on goal line, which, you know, we, we went cover zero. So that's my man because they went pro set. And I just stepped in front of the ball, man, with 98 yards. So that kind of got us back, you know, momentum-wise and so forth. Got everybody back into the game. And you could see it pick up offensively and defensively from, from, from that point on. So, Yeah, a pick six can be such a momentum changer in a game and in that one it was Pirates going to beat the Hokies in Blacksburg um, you know at, at that point you, you, you still had um, was it just Cincinnati left on the schedule How, who just, Cincinnati. Just, yeah. just Cincinnati so you just had Cincinnati so you, you knew basically the Peach Bowl was locked up unless you what well, was the Peach Bowl it seems like you did you, yeah. you got the Peach Bowl invite yeah, it was locked up yes sir yes sir it was, okay. it was definitely locked up Kyle it was locked up for us we already knew just a matter of us just going out handling business against Cincinnati. Okay. So a question I've had for a lot of people, and I think the only person that's going to be at answer this is Dave Hart. So we need to have him on sometime. What were the other bowl options? If you didn't get the Peach Bowl, what was the backup plan? Was was the Liberty Bowl, Independence Bowl, 
what what would have what would have happened had y'all lost to Virginia Tech? You, you still would have probably went to a bowl. You know, you you, you assuming you'd have beaten Cincinnati, you'd have been nine and two. Right. I'm not sure about 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 that. I mean, that's a good question, but I, I really didn't know because again, um, we were independent. We weren't really right. in conference or anything like that. So I didn't know, you know, as far as the, the alignment would be as far as bowls. So um Peach Bowl is the only thing that, that that I really knew of, you know. Yeah, I've I've always wondered that and um never been able to get an answer. And like I said, I think the the only person that's going to be the answer is probably Dave Hart. So yeah, we, we need to get him on at some point. So you, you go to Cincinnati, you handle business, um, you get ready for the Peach Bowl. Turns out the opponent's NC State. Again, you know, you're not from this area, uh, Florida background with the S in the SEC. Did you understand or how fast did they make you aware what that NC State game meant to East Carolina fans? The, the minute the minute we found out that 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 NC State was the was the uh, the team that we were going going up against, uh, the whole town of Greenville <laughs> let, let it be known we we cannot lose the NC State. So it, it was it was it was already um, stated to us from from the people around you. I mean. You know, just 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 being in the, just being on campus, going going outside of campus or whatever whatever you were doing, uh, you, you would hear, "Hey man, yeah, hey, hey, kill them wolf packs, man, kill them wolf packs." So, is that the whole reason for the fourth quarter comeback? You guys were just scared to come back to Greenville without winning. <laughs> <laughs> you know how disappointing that would have been, man, to the people of Greenville. Yeah, it would have been horrible. It would have changed. Exactly. I mean, you know, it really, I really wonder how it would have changed how that season was viewed. I, I'm sure it would have still been revered as, you know, one of the greatest seasons in ECU history. But without that bowl win, it really changes everything for that yeah, season. Man, that changed the whole whole trajectory of that team, man. Because it's like, it's like that's all for not. Yeah, you probably don't talk about this team as much. I definitely don't talk about this team as much if they lose that game like that. Right. But down 34-17. Now, this is one thing that I, you know, granted the offense is high-powered, and, yeah, they can score at any time. But that gets talked – the offense gets talked about a lot. But the fact of the matter is you guys on defense shut down State from that point on. I mean, you got – we don't – if they score again, ECU doesn't win that game. So, what – I mean – what was the talk of the defense going in when you go down 34-17 that late in the game? Man, that – we were down 34-17. You know, our whole motto was like, let's just let's just make this thing respectable, you know, and let's just try and get the offense as, as many opportunities as they, as they can within like – I think it was like the last, what, 11 minutes or something? Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. I want to say about the last 11 minutes. And I never forget Robert Jones, man. He was, You know, he was, hey, man, let's, let's just – Let's just man, just go all out, man. You know, defensively, hell, we don't gave up 30, 34 points. You know, we 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 already looked like crap on the field, which we did. I'm I'm, I'm you hearing it from me, man. Yeah. You know, and lo and behold, man, we got we get a stop. Deion Johnson, man, make, makes a couple of plays. Hunter Gallimo, and before you know it, you look up. You know, it's you know 30, 34, 31, something like that. I, you know, I'm not <laughs> sure, but yeah. And you know, then I believe chance started happen, happening. You know, the players on the sidelines jumping around like, "Man, come on, one more stop, defense, let's go!" And then Luke, Luke, Luke Fisher does his thing, man, and it, it's 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 game over then, man. You know, you know, when Luke crossed that goal line, I know forget Robert Robert Jones, Chris Hall, you know, great the Greg Gardells, those guys, man. Hey, we gonna go out here and and, and close this thing out because we stunk it up. So bad that the offense bailed us out, though. You know, which which, make, which makes the second time the offense bailed us out because we look awful against Tulane too. So, yeah. what would it? it NC State played for the tie. There was no overtime yet. Had they made that field goal, you know, I, again, I wonder how does that change the narrative? Man, if it was we, a tie game, that week, man, that would have been the weakest thing for NC State to do, man. That's what they, they tried talked, to do. They, they talked so much smack leading up leading up to the game when we was in Atlanta, man. That 
that that um that would have been the weakest thing for them to do, man. Was was tie that tie that up? How they how they sold out? How much talk was when they lined up for the field goal out there? How much talk was going on between between uh you and them out there on the field? About what y'all really gonna try to do this? Man, we were, we were like, man, come on, man, come on, <laughs> come on, man. You know, I mean, a tie in a yeah. rivalry game. In a P. I, I think the head coach was uh, what Sheridan. Big I want to say Bill yeah. Sheridan. Yeah. Yeah, Sheridan. Like, like you know, you, 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 the guy, man, of, of of the ACC, man. I mean, you know, you, you, the big name coach here. You know, you, you, you didn't give us any respect. So. Well, I'll tell you this, Luke's play, you know, of course, they, you take the lead, gets a lot of play. And I'm going to go back to defense again, and I'm going to talk about Jerry Dillon. Uh, Charles Davenport breaks around the end, and if, if Jerry Dillon doesn't trip him up, he's got green grass in front of him for a while. And I think that was a third down play. That changes the whole – outlook of the game right there if he does but that that was a big big play right there for the defense man j dog j dog was making plays all year man yeah i mean he covered up a lot of a lot of a lot of things man but by, by just sticking the arm out i mean he's already what six six 240 i mean and could run like a daggum greyhound so it just looked but, like a prototype defensive end yeah for- I mean, I mean, J Dog, covered covered a lot of miscues up, man, on defense, you know, and 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 you know that's what happened when you play hard, though. Yeah, I mean, he was a hard. He he he's one of those dudes, man. Was a like like a construction worker, man. He bought his hard hat to, to you know to practice every day, and it showed and it showed and it paid up and it showed off in the games. Definitely, definitely. What what was the feeling like when the clock hits hit zero and uh, and the field goal goes goes wide? And total, total, total. It was, it was electric. Everybody was ecstatic. Sideline goes crazy. Everybody hugging. Some people crying. You know, Robert, Robert and Jeff. You know, what a way to end. You know, their careers at, at East Carolina. Chris Hall. You know. So, what's locker room like? Oh man, we were still on, on on sky high. I mean, you know, and then you see the NC State guys and. And you just rubbing their face like, oh, you believe now, don't you? You believe now. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that was a parade, if I remember correctly, in Greenville to welcome you guys back. Talk about that. You getting the uh getting the uh national championship treatment, basically. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, like I say, man, that the the community, the people around Greenville, man, I mean it was it was all it was totally electric, man. I mean I mean, you you could do no wrong, man. I mean, even if you wanted to do wrong, you did right, you know, because of the um, expectation that you know the, that the community had had of you. So, but I mean, everything, man, was was not, nothing but love, man. Nothing but love. So, go ahead, Steve. Then, uh, you know, of course, we all know Bill Lewis ends up leaving, going to Georgia Tech. Uh, you got a change in command. How different was it after Lewis left for you guys? Um, it, it was it was tough, man. It was tough, you know. Initially, um, with all due respect, you know, Coach Logan, um, you know, he brought a new new defensive coordinating in. You know, I understand he couldn't keep Coach Cassidy. Uh, we were learning we, we were learning a new defense. Um, new new players coming in, you know, certain people, you know, that, that you in your heart felt like, you know, this guy's playing because this is his guy, you know. So it was always, you know, a little um, you know, a little a little tension amongst players right. based on, you know, what was going on and so forth. I, I, I do believe uh that caused a lot of friction with Call us losing games too. So, you feel yeah. like a little divided. We the- were, we were, we were. I mean, that's that's the right that's the right word to use. We were divided in a sense because we felt like you, you, your Bill Lewis guy playing for Steve Logan, Logan breaking his guys in. Although they were freshmen, they were playing. You know, right. and, and again, I'm not knocking Coach Logan. I mean, he had a phenomenal run at East Carolina, man. I mean, you know, but. I but isn't, isn't it a little different than 
I don't know. I, I've never been a player, you know, wasn't in that situation. But you were, you guys were in a situation where Bill Lewis didn't get fired. He chose to leave. Right. So I, I, I kind of wonder why there was that divide. You mentioned you felt like maybe some younger players were playing that didn't deserve to play at that point. But still, I mean, I, I, it seems like Logan was already there. It seemed, I don't know. I, it seems like they could have gelled it together and there wouldn't have been that divide. I, who was the defensive coordinator that year? Um, God, I can't think of his name. He, he came from Texas A&M, though. I know Ruffin was on staff. Um, uh, what, yeah, what, what, were you, what were your thoughts, Coach Ruff? Man, Ruff was phenomenal. I mean, he, I mean, he, he was somebody, man, that that you could talk to regardless of what was going on. You, you think if, things would have been a little different if he would have been your defensive coordinator? Oh, heck yeah, heck yeah. He's talking about an intense guy. I mean, Ruff, Ruff was intense. He he was fair, but he was intense. He 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 made it hard. Um, Coach Connors, the, the the weightlifting coach, everything yeah. was still intact in a sense. It's just that we had new new coordinators, um, young guys coming in. You know, um, yeah, that one. It sounds like that one defensive coordinator was probably just the didn't fit. You you can have. It, one bad apple ruins the bunch. Not that he was a bad coach or a bad guy. He just didn't fit. I mean, I mean, he again. It was. It was. I want to say we ran like a fifty-two, a, a fifty, a fifty-two defense. He implemented a four-three, and it, it, it took some time to get to get adjusted to it. You know, and when you're trying to adjust to something that like, well, you're supposed to be here. You're saying, okay, well, you know, if we, if we, last year I was in the same spot, but no, 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 no. That's not that, – that, get, get that defense out your head. We, 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 no, we're doing this now. Right. And, again, it was an adjustment period for everybody, you know. And plus, again, you had you had team you – know, you, had, you had guys that was replacing, what, Jerry? Yeah, well, I think Jerry. Yeah, 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 yeah Jerry was still – I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you know, Robert Jones. Yeah, you had some fronts. Um, at least three or four guys on the front, on the front four that had to be replaced, Gardeel and, and two other people. So it was always it's always young guys, but I mean it, it was it was a learning curve, you know. And then Coach Logan had his way, certain rules that Bill Lewis didn't have. You couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. So, you know, yeah, just tough to adjust. I tell you this: I was at the home opener your senior year against Syracuse and the opening play. That's Squadry Ishmael, the missile. And he showed why he they call him missile. Because I'll tell you, when he got an open field, he was gone. I, I don't well, know. Well Steve, man, to your point, man, that that's some the whole season right there. The first play yeah in, in, you know in Finkland Stadium, man, when, when he took a toss sweep. And circled the defense and went almost what eighty yards. Yes, yes. You know, and you're sitting there like, dude, like, bro, what are we doing? Yeah. You know how 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 does this guy circle the defense with no containment? And again, I'm not making any excuses, but but you had a bunch of young guys yeah. out there mixed in with us that was that was like deer in the headlights. You know, and you you trying to get to a uh, get to a tackle. And you run into your own guy, yeah. Because he's being, you know, drugging your path. If if yeah. one, it, it's so easy for that to happen. If one guy does do, do his job, and just like you said, run into somebody else, he's not in the right spot or he's not doing his job. Something like that can easily happen when somebody's not sure what they're doing. And it's it's that you like exactly right. That set the tone for the whole season. That's the tone, man. I mean, I tell anybody that. You know, I, I mean, at Ficklin that night, that place was electric before the game started. Yes, yes. And it was just like the life got sucked out of it as soon as that play happened. And, and I mean, that was just the opening play. But, yeah. Yeah. but you, you end up beating Virginia Tech in South Carolina. And then this is a game me and you have talked about before, the Bowling Green game. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> right. I know you said in the interview we had before, you still haven't figured out what was going on in that game. Man, it seemed like we didn't have a clue defensively. 
every time the offense would score, Bowling Green would turn around and score against us. And, I'm, and we're sitting there, man, like, man, what, like, man, what are we doing? Two people go up for, three people go up for 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 a pass. Two being defensive, defensive player. One being the offense, and the offensive player come down with the ball. Can't explain it. Yeah, I mean everything that could have went wrong, man. That 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 my senior year went went wrong. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not gonna make excuses, man. We 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 did not play as a unit, um, and, and it showed. The product showed on the field, man. I mean, that Bowling Green game, man, was the most embarrassing game I've I've ever been a part of. Well, you. you know. When you beat Virginia Tech, South Carolina, you know you you you, you guys finished five and six. You know, at at that point after the wins of Virginia Tech, South Carolina, did you guys feel like you got, well? Here we go. We're going to go to a bowl again, and then things just kind of fell apart after that. Well, we, well honestly, um, Kyle, man, we were still trying to figure it out, man. We yeah. was, I mean, seriously, defensively, we were still trying to figure it out. Yeah, because you got to think we, you know. Even even in the uh, even in being tech and um, South Carolina, man, we were giving up big plays. Yeah, right? that that you, you look at the points given up that year. Uh, there was only two games where they did give up. They two games they gave up less than twenty points. Yeah, the rest of it was you know you had a 44, 45, 42, 41, 42, 38. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and 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 by the time man, we we um get to the Memphis game, I mean, we were we were like deflated, man. We were like, yeah. And I I think in the Memphis game, I I miss practice. Don't start the what the third play of the game. The guy goes sixty yards. Mm. Wow. Everybody look at me like, hey man, if you was out now, man. You know, I said, bro. If if it, if it, if it could go wrong, it's gonna go wrong for us, man. I don't know how to explain it, you know. But by by the time the Memphis game was over, with, man, we were we were we were done, man. We were like, phew, thank God this year is over. Uh, William Landon is is asking a question. Who was the toughest player you went up against in practice on that '91 team? What was that now? Who was the toughest player on that '91 team that you went up against in practice? Man, Hunter Gallimore. <laughs> I tell everybody, man, man, I call I call Hunter, man, Hunter Gallimore, man. You walk up to the line, you see this, you see this five, five, nine, five, ten little scrawny kid. You saying, man, who the, I'm about to kill this guy. <laughs> and you look up, man, the guy ten yards down the field and caught the ball and got got his hand up in the air. <laughs> I mean, Hunter Gallimore by far, man. You know. But Clayton, man, you knew just getting out of Clayton driver. You know, nobody could really run with Deion Johnson. So Deion was, was quick. That yeah. But Hunter Gallimore, man, Hunter Gallimore put you to sleep. <laughs> we talked to Hunter a, a while back, but I did I forgot Hunter used to match up. They they used to call it the uh what do they say, Kyle? The Gallimore versus uh what was his name from Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh is uh what Stephen Israel? No, no Pittsburgh. He played for the Steelers. Thickpin, Yancey Thickpin. Oh yeah, yes, okay, yeah. They go up against each other in high school. Okay. Uh, versus Gallimore. That's what they they didn't call it the high school get team. They called it Thickpin versus Gallimore. <laughs> they had epic battle. In high oh yeah. Hunter was tough, man. I mean, don't don't make no don't make no mistake about it, man. He was. He's a tough dude, man. He's a tough dude. You know, he he, he trust me. He gave everybody the business, me included. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, bro. I mean, uh, he gave everybody the business, man. Greg, as proud as you are of that '91 <laughs> season, I'm sure at some point you'd love to see East Carolina do something even greater and go undefeated. What was that? I said, I'm as proud as you are as that '91 season and it being the greatest season in ECU history. I'm sure you would like to see an East Carolina team surpass that at some point in time and go undefeated. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, I mean, it was a great year, man. I mean, you know, looking at it, look, look, looking at, looking. It's almost like I'm horrified when I look at East Carolina now. All right. Yeah. You know, I'm horrified to look at East Carolina now. That's for sure. Have you, you know, I think. 
I think I caught I caught a um a, a podcast or a segment where I saw the mayor Alan Thomas, um, kind of like trying to light a fire up on the East Carolina man because I know how passionate he is, you know, about the program and so forth. But to see this to, to see to see uh, East Carolina where it is now. It's tough, man. It's tough. Well, there, there's there's some people behind the scenes starting to wake up and give some money. So uh, we had a two thousand, we had a two hundred thousand dollar donation towards NIL today. Um, so people are starting to get fired up. Um, whether Coach Houston's the answer or not, um, time will tell. Um, I think uh, I think he's going to have to win at least one more to retain his job this year. I don't think we're that far off. When you look at our defense, it's good, but oh, offensively, yeah. it's dreadful. It is, it is beyond dreadful, and no excuse to be this bad on offense. And uh, the, the university, the fan base, football program, everybody, you know, we were so close the last two years. We had decent years. You know, it, it's going to happen again. We're, we're going to have another one of those seasons. We're going right. to get back there, and we're not that far away, but it – what it's going to take is everybody pulling in the same direction. And, you know, one thing I think we like here right now is strong leadership. Um, and I don't mean at the football program level. I mean, at the administration level, I, I just do not feel we have the strong leadership in our athletic department. I'm not knocking John Gilbert. I think he's a good man, but at East Carolina, you need somebody that gets out in front of it and motivates a so Terry Holland, a uh, Dave Hart in his day when you were here. Yep. And I really believe that's really what we're missing. We need somebody that knows how to galvanize power yep. station. Yep. I totally agree. I totally agree. And, and I, I don't know this coach, man, but, but I will say I watched the SMU game and, and, and you, you're right. Offensively, man, it was like, mm. what are we doing? Are we serious? We, we, we're doing this on offense? Yeah, no, and, and part of it is poor evaluation of talent at quarterback. Um, very not talented offensive line. We're going to have to hit that portal hard, and, I, and I'm pretty sure we're going to be making a change at offense coordinator. Yeah, yeah. when you leave yeah. that defense on the field as long as, as the offense has this year, I mean, and that defense, you ask – I don't know how much you've got to see them this year, Greg, but that defense has been top notch. I mean, the uh, was it that SMU game that we were we were pretty tight with them because I I honestly thought the SMU quarterback was going to light our secondary up. But they they did their job, just our do the job and, and keep us in the game. Yeah, defense has been has been stout all year. It, it's you know, the offense is let us down. This past week, we beat Florida Atlanta. Great effort by the defense. Great effort by special teams. And um, I'm hoping that we can roll into uh, to a win over Navy. But, yeah, we got to get this program back to what it was. And yeah. thought we were on the right track back-to-back bowl seasons and took have, have taken a major step back this year. Yeah, I, I tell anybody, man, I mean, people want to come to East Carolina. The problem is, man, we, we just got to find the ones who, who want to be committed to East Carolina. You know, yep. I mean, yep. the crew, the, the, the crooks are out there, man. You know, no, yeah, you got to find the right fits. And in this day and age of NIL and, and, yep. and the portal, everything is so much more complicated with recruiting. You can't just recruit high schools like you used to. No. And uh, now you got to be able to work the portal and offer NIL deals. And uh, it's a nightmare. Yeah. So, Greg, tell everybody what you're doing these days. Yeah, I'm up in um, Chester, Virginia, car sales another year, you know, doing my thing, you know. So if you need a car, come up, come up to Chester, Loyalty Volkswagen, come see me. There you go. You got any social media you want to promote? What's that? You got any social media you want to promote? Oh no, no, I'm 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 good. <laughs> okay. All right. Just uh just go buy a car from them there at uh loyal you said loyalty Volkswagen? Yes, sir, loyalty Volkswagen in Chester, Virginia. All right, go go buy a car if you're in the market for a Volkswagen, or or I'm sure you got other nice used cars on your lot besides Volkswagens. Oh yeah, no doubt. But, Nissans, Toyotas, you know, you you name, we got it. There you go. So go check them out if you're in the uh, Chester, Virginia area, and in the market for a new or used vehicle. Hit him up. Yes, sir. Before we let you go. Oh, here it comes. Yeah, here we go. We didn't do this when I interviewed you before. I've, I've come a long way since. I- uh oh. Uh-huh. We've got a segment called the two-minute drill. 
Uh oh. What you thinking, Cap? On these are just quick hitting questions that uh, you know. First nothing, thing that comes to mind. Yeah, first thing that comes to your mind. I mean, gotcha. you, you, you ready? Ready. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Favorite music artist? Favorite music artist? Um, Trap Called Quest. Lake or beach? Always the beach, man. You got to change that to beach or mountains. <laughs> yeah, we need to put something. I'll, I'll give another one. Playing on turf or grass? Always grass. Okay. Favorite movie? Um, favorite movie? Um, as of lately, John Wick. I got you. Favorite TV show? Um, favorite TV show? Um, believe it or not, man, Andy Griffith, man. Hey, classic. What was that? That's a classic. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I call Stevie uh, Andy Taylor of, uh, of Last Week North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, okay. it, yeah, he sure did. Last week I was called Andy Taylor of Life. Yes, sir. All right. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Oh, man. Love pineapple on pizza? Oh, of course. All right. Favorite food? Lasagna always, man. Favorite place that you to hang out in Greenville back when you were at ECU? Believe it or not, man, Mr. O'Cools will always be the top spot. I don't know if it's still there, but Mr. O'Cools, man. Professor O'Cools shut down. Uh, yes. the, pan the, the pandemic kind of killed it. Uh, what? Yeah, O'Cools um, was, uh, look, man, uh, when we launched this thing back in 2018, me, Dave Richmond, Bubba Rosenbaum right. lost the force objective. We did three um, live podcast parties from Professor O'Cools. So it meant a lot to us, too. And uh, but no, it's just no longer there. Is anything there still? Or yeah, it is. It is. There's something in place of it. I haven't checked them out. Oh, okay. So I okay. can't comment on it if it's any good or not. But yeah, but O'Cools is gone. What was the name of that restaurant that had the freaking boxing ring? In the you remember that, Kyle? Or is that I, before your time? I, I I can't say it was before my time, but I never went there, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh gosh, I spent. A bad, bad night in that rest in that boxing ring one night. I mean, it's trying to, you know, trying to eat a bacon cheeseburger. That was that was not one of my best times right there. But I cannot remember the name of that place. But so you could box for your know, bacon cheeseburger, huh? You could have a fight for your bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> fight for it. Fight for it. It was like it was like Randy Savage. Uh, you know, Randy Savage's birthday today, by the way, guys. We talked about that before we went on the air, but. Uh, uh, toughest opponent you went up against, like individual opponent that you went up against? Uh, Robert Brooks, South Carolina. Oh, yeah. That's a good All right. If you could have played on any foot, any like pro football team in NFL history, who would it have been? Oh, man. Always. Die Hard Raider, man. Raiders. Oh, I thought you said Raiders, man. Gosh, no, no, no Ravens here. No Ravens here. Yep. Die Hard Raiders. Okay. Favorite ECU moment? Favorite ECU moment? I uh, was watching uh, Robert Jones, Jeff Blake hold up the uh, Peace Bowl trophy, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, and your favorite sport to watch? Is it still football? Oh, uh, yeah, of course, football. Football, definitely. Okay. All right, that's a two-minute drill. That's a two-minute drill. He, he, I think he uh, I think he got it. I think he we scored six on that one. Well, touchdown. Big six. Appreciate it. <laughs> Greg, we appreciate you uh, coming on with us tonight. Um, I've been halfway distracted watching this basketball game. The Pirates trail by three with 228 to go. Oh, uh, yeah. So, we'll pull it out. Greg, thank you for coming on. I'd love to have you back on sometime. And um, maybe we'll uh, get you and some teammates on at some point and do a watch along from that uh, beach ball. Yeah. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. Thank, thank you. Man. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, Greg. All right. Thank you. All right. Stevie, uh, good having Greg on there. That echo was uh, about to kill me, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, great guest, um, as uh, you know, most you of know, the guys from that '91 team are always. Um, you, you can tell they they are very passionate. Uh, having yeah. that kind of season kind of leaves a lasting impression, not only on the fan base of you, but on you and the expectations you have for the program. But wasn't it wasn't it interesting to hear him talk about? How when he got on the team, all those guys were talking about we've never beat South Carolina, we've never beat and and him playing at Florida, he was like, Man, South Carolina ain't nothing. I mean, you, you, we're not playing Georgia, we're not playing Auburn. 
when I was playing Alabama. Yeah. You know, and and maybe that gave them, you know, that little bit of, of cop that's going into that game, you know, from him to say, heck yeah, we can beat these guys. You know, they they they're not all they cracked up to be. No, definitely. That kind of thing can be contagious. And, you know, you got somebody that believes it and they can get everybody else around you to believe it. And uh, it's buy-in. And sometimes, you know, somebody, lots of times, you know, and, and that's something I think we've missed this year a lot and it hasn't been talked about is leadership on the field, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, that's what you're kind of talking about with him there, being a leader as a player. So. Yep, definitely. Well, Stevie, this basketball game has me super distracted. Um, if we lose this game, I'm going to throw my phone through the TV. That would be nice for the podcast. Um, <laughs> trail by two with 224 to go um, against South Carolina Upstate. Um, I, I, this is not the defensive effort I expected to see. Um, got the Navy midshipmen this weekend. Fire's coming off of a win. This is one I really want, despite how bad the season's been. I'm fired up to play Navy. I, I, this is a game that, to me, you know, it, it doesn't turn the season around to change anything, but it, it certainly would make me happy to beat Navy. It's always a tough task up to Annapolis to win. Navy's still playing for bowl eligibility. Um, yeah. To me, you go up there and get this one uh, and then turn around and beat Tulsa, win on, finish on a three-game winning streak, get really uh, – can can set a nice tone going into next year. Well, it'll, if anything, you know, you got to think about it with a season like this. You finish strong, it it gives you hope for for next season. You know, you 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 got that momentum, a little bit of momentum uh, that, and it gives our guys that are coming back next year a little bit of confidence too. Because maybe and maybe it keeps these defensive guys. You know, you're gonna have to pony up with some nil. But yeah. maybe a three-game win streak will make some of these defense, young defensive guys want to stay around and not hit that portal. Yeah, because uh, – If you can keep this defense together, get a new OC in here, uh, get a quarterback in here, a few offensive linemen, and a few receivers, we could turn this thing around in a hurry. I agree. And did what was the score you picked last week for uh, the Florida Atlantic game? Uh, it was 20, 24-17, 20, I believe. Okay. I didn't know what – I knew it was, it was close on – ECU score. Darren, Darren Hart, I believe, picked twenty four to seven. He almost got it exactly right. I knew there was one of us that got that that was close, but I couldn't remember which one it was. I knew yeah, it was. I believe it was, I believe it was Darren. I think you. Um, I think you had like. I think you had us winning by ten. Yeah. Um. Uh, so we'll pick it for this week. East Carolina Navy. I'm gonna go. Um, Ooh. I'm gonna go sixteen thirteen. You can go low scoring, huh? 16-13 Pirates win. Okay. I'm going to go 24-21 ECU. 24-21 ECU. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, and, and you know, guys, there's one thing I want to say, too. Um, when we talk about this team, about their struggles and stuff, it, it's not because we're not ECU fans. It's not because we want – we want a coach to leave or anything. It's because we're seeing, you know, we're we're ticked off about it. We want to see this team succeed. And we're not trying to come down on on the coach. We're not trying to get the coach kicked out of you know or anything like that. We're well, if you and I can, can get the coach fired by doing this podcast, and we are way more powerful than I realized. Exactly. It, it, it took me and a whole group of people to get Jeff Comper out of here, and and that was an ongoing effort sustained for about two years. Of, of of people flying airplanes and us printing t-shirts, us making that man's life a living hell as much as we could. Uh, so no, we we aren't going through that. No, look, uh, look. If Houston doesn't win another game this year, do I think he deserves to be fired? Perhaps. Um, but do I want that to happen? No, I want us to yeah. win out. I want us to win out and make some changes and uh, you know finish strong. All right, we're down. I got to watch the end of this game, Steve. We're down by two. Fifteen seconds to go. Pirates have the ball. Right, can play for the win or play for the tie. It looks like they're gonna play for the tie. There was a foul. I've got the sound off, so I have no idea if that was a foul or a timeout. <laughs> well, we'll know in a minute when, when if we hear a phone the phone go flying through something. Hold on a second. Let me look at something. You got 9.8 seconds to go. Uh East Carolina 81. Excuse me, East Carolina 79, South Carolina upset 81. <laughs> So um, this is a uh, very distracting trying to watch pirate basketball do a podcast at the same time. 
Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna finish this game here live on the air. Yeah, um, this will be uh, this will be interesting for the archives. This will be one that uh, will you know we'll, people will go back and when they listen to this, don't know if we won or lost. So this is uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to pull mine up on my phone so I can see what's going on here. I got it on TV, and then uh, are we have you guys having a uh, a show after this? Uh, nine thirty. Yeah, thank you. Uh, nine thirty, or or yeah, maybe not at nine thirty, but sometime after the game tonight and after the podcast, folks. There's going to be a pirate overtime. Uh, hopefully, we'll be talking about a close pirate victory. Uh, right now, we're trailing by two. We're going to have to. There was a foul, so they they. That was a foul. That okay, was... so here we go. Pirates gonna have a chance to tie it up. Let's see what happens. And you missed it. Yeah, boy. Now at this point, you just missed this one on purpose to try to get the rebound. Try to tip it. Yeah, get the rebound. Or oh, tip. yeah, get the tip in. Yeah, tip in. That's a good point. Got to be careful not to get a gold ten. Well, you just made it. <laughs> now you got a foul. Got a foul. Jeez. Ah. I'm not. You know. I guess this makes good. You know, good live podcast. I'm not. I don't think this is going to do very good in the arc. You know what? Let's just wrap this up and yeah. then we'll uh, watch the end of the game. So, um, we're, we're going to watch the end of the East Carolina Pirates basketball game. We're going to thank Greg Grandison for joining us tonight. Uh, thank Bubba for producing. Um. Sorry for the lack of professionalism as I've been distracted watching the basketball game here at the end. I'm sure most Pirates will understand. Yes, they will. So, uh, Steve, you got anything else? Yeah, just thank uh, – we want to thank William Landon for the for the comments tonight, for chiming in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, go, go Pirates. Hopefully we get the win over Navy this week. Hopefully we can pull this game out. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so for Greg Anderson, Bubble Rosenbaum producing, and my co-host, Stevie Fly, I am Kyle Barber. You have been watching and listening to just another sports podcast on the Sports Objective Podcasting Network. Good night and go Pirates. See ya.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.